Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Blog Talk listeners. Thank you for tuning again on this Saturday, October the 23rd. Beautiful, beautiful day here in Tampa. Um, we haven't had rain in about a month, but the weather's about 80 degrees. The sun has been shining, so it's not baking your brain like it was a couple of months ago. But it's still a beautiful time, and of course, we're starting to see the snowbirds. Okay. We call them snowbirds here in Florida, but we're starting to see the northerners. Cause see, let me tell you something about Florida weather before we get started. Florida weather will it'll confuse you a little bit. It will definitely spoil you. Uh, when you're looking at a temperature, it's October the 23rd, and a temperature of about 80 degrees. That's beautiful summer weather in some places. Beaches are still open, so it will it'll blow your mind. And the northerners start to come down because it's starting to get cold around the country. So come on down. Of course, we'd love your, your tourism dollars. Come on down and support the state of Florida and enjoy yourself while you're here. Well, we got a really interesting show today. Um, I was looking at what's, you know, what's going on in, in the country. I was riding uh, my bike. Those of you that don't know, I'm an avid biker. And I was out riding, and I saw a uh, a water fountain at a park, and all of the water was colored pink. So it made me start to think that I know what the pink sign is for, and any of you who have ever survived or are survivors of breast cancer, you know what that pink represents. So I decided to dedicate this show um, in awareness of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And today's show is going to be focused around um, the anguish of trade-ins, anguish of the trade. And I wanted to make this show, guys, I'm not really, you know, running you off, but I want to dedicate this show to women, to the female. Um, nowadays, uh, the, the woman is the driver of, of the economic engine. They're the the heads of households. They're the heads of businesses, and they're the ones that are making major purchases. So, I, I uh, like I said, I wanted to dedicate this show to to the female. And on this show, we're going to talk about a couple of things, not just to trade in, but what do you do with that vehicle? You may not want to trade it. So there are other options that are available. Um, you can donate that vehicle, or you can sell it. And this is kind of things that we've been leading up to over the months, but <clears throat> some of the guests that I have coming on today are experts in the automobile industry or have been writers or are writers of business finance and the, and the auto industry and different things that are going on. Um, this week, interestingly enough, our show is now a featured show on Blog Talk Radio. So what does that mean? We are now on the front pages of Blog Talk, and I'll tell you why and what happened. Now, normally you don't get featured. you got to, you know, do a couple of things, interview some major celebrities or something like that to be featured. Well, I think it was Tuesday night of this week, I received a call from the programming director of Blog Talk Radio, I contributed to an article uh, a couple of, I guess about a month ago, and 
one of the guests today is going to be the lady that actually wrote the article. But I contributed to this article, and it was about scams, vehicle donation scams. So she's going to call in. But what happened as a result of that article, a station, an ABC affiliate station, television station out in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, um, so, you know, we're really going nationwide now, not just the show, but actually from a traditional standpoint, we're really going nationwide because I got a call from the an investigative reporter in Phoenix, Arizona that, that wanted to do an interview with me about the car scam and, the, uh, and car scam donations. So that interview took place on Wednesday, and as soon as it's supposed to run next week, and I'll definitely get a link up, link up on the blog, that way you'll be able to check it out and see yours truly talking to the rest of the world and to the people in Phoenix about car scam donation, which brings me to it's that time of the year. You've been hearing me talk about the different quarters. Now we're into the fourth quarter, and we are, the month of October is almost over. It's hard to believe, but the month of October is almost done, and now people are starting to prepare their um, information for their taxes for the next year. So this is the time of year that people start wondering, okay, I've made some money. Even though we're in a recession, some people are still making money and making substantial amounts of money. So this time of the year, those type of questions come up. They start getting with their, with their CPAs. Um, with their bookkeepers and start to put things in motion for preparation of reducing their taxes for the year. And one way of doing that is through donations. Okay, he, Down here in Florida, it, constantly there are several nonprofits that are using vehicles, be it a car, be it a boat, but they will use these vehicles to raise money for their for their organizations, and it's a nice write off for the for the person that's donating the vehicle. And one of the things that we're going to explore today is some of the things that you need to be careful of um, when it comes to trading that vehicle or donating that vehicle, if you will, to these charitable organizations. Um, our goal is to unturn some of those stones and give you some information of things you need to know before you actually trade that vehicle. So that's coming up for you later in the show um, when these individuals call in. I definitely want you to listen in, tune in, and, of course, if you miss the show, as always, we repost the show. The show will be on the blog. You can tune in to it, listen to it. The blog is at legallysteal.blogspot.com. That's legallysteal.blogspot.com. Also, if you want to share ideas uh, with us, you can hit us up on the show. Leave us an email, the show at legallysteal.info. That's the show at legallysteal.info. So, Definitely stay tuned in, and you're going to really get some great information from professionals and advocates of the business. And also, you know, I'd love to hear from you, always. Uh, give us a call, 347-637-1008. 
That's 347-637-1008. And we'd love to take you live uh, on the air. Also, if you go to Legally Steal, uh, the Legally Steal show at Blogspot, if you go to Blogspot, um, I'm sorry, let me get it together, Blog Talk Radio slash the Legally Steal show, um, you'll be able to, if you don't want to call in, we'll be able to chat. So we have our live chat session open, so definitely give us a call. And look look like we have a caller um, caller coming in, and I think it's one of our experts. Caller, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi, is this hi, Anna? Is this, yes, hi, Essie, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. Thanks, Anna. Listen, Anna, I got another caller coming in, and actually I want to have both of you on at the same time. And that's going to be great. And her name is Ann Fleming. Okay, okay, great, great. Okay. Ann, are you there? I am, I see. Yes. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the program. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Ann, listen, I have Anna on the show. She's on the line as well. And Anna is, it's, her name is Anna Gonzalez Ribeiro. Did I say that right, Anna? Yes, that's right. Thanks. Okay. Anna is a business finance writer, and one of the big reasons Anna and I have been talking for the last couple of weeks, kind of like you and I have, Anna, and she wrote an article, and let me tell you both, something really great happened this week to me as a result of your article, Anna. I got a call from Blog Talk Radio from the – programming director he was all excited and that has in turn turned us turned our show into a featured show but he was yeah he was calling to tell me that a an abc affiliate out of phoenix arizona read your article anna and wanted to interview me for a piece on car scams and car car scam donations uh via skype for the phoenix market so I thought that was pretty cool. That's great. That's great. Congratulations. I'm glad Thank I could you. help in some way. <laughs> uh, yes, you've been wonderful. Well, listen, listeners, I want you to know uh, a little bit about these two individuals that are on the line. Um, I'm going to start with I'm going to start with Anne. Anne Fleming is she's a car advocate, a car buying advocate, and she's also the president and CEO of Women'sDrivers.com, Women'sDrivers.com, and Women'sDrivers.com is basically set up for putting women in the driver's seat. Now, Anne, one of the things before before you came on, I kind of alluded to our our, our audience of what what is happening in the market, and and you and I shared this conversation, but women are now even more so now in the driver's seat of that economic engine. Uh, women are you know, definitely the heads of households, and they're heads of industries. And they are also the most preyed-upon individuals at a car dealership. So I wanted the listening audience to know this before you came on because we're going to talk a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And, and so definitely, and introduce yourself. 
<laughs> Thank you, Essie. Um, well, uh, my name is Ann Fleming, as, as C, C, you mentioned, and as you mentioned, and um, we at Women Drivers are all about connecting women with women-friendly car dealers. And the way that a dealership gets recognized as being women-friendly is because we are a space where women can write reviews about her experience at a dealership in the United States. We've got about 17,000 dealers in our database, SE, and wow. uh, women, women can come to the website and they rate their experience in one of three categories. Browsing is one. So she came in, she didn't she didn't buy that day. Maybe there was maybe she had intention to buy, but there might have been, you know, something that happened. There might have been a disconnect in, you know, the communication at some level, so she left. So browsing is one area that we uh that women rate their experience on. And then of course purchasing and servicing. And so dealerships get assigned scores with every single review that comes in, and dealerships that have a minimum of at least 10 reviews with scores of 3.8 to a 5.0 are recognized as women-friendly in, uh, in our database. And so women can quickly put in their zip code, their mileage radius that they're interested in traveling, and then A, Acura, V, Volvo, and everything in between, and then they can write a review or read a review on a dealership that they may be interested in in, uh, in going to. And it's all about saving women time. You know, time is okay. a really critical critical resource. So we're really here to help women thin slice and kind of fast track the car buying process and also go to dealerships that have been recognized by women in the community as respectful and trustworthy. Okay, okay, so you really putting, you actually kind of putting the dealer on the spot and making the dealer, if you will, become more, more, more friendlier to the female clientele. Well, that's just it, Effie. I mean, today, you know, with the Internet, all businesses, including the dealerships, are becoming more transparent. And, Absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's a really great tool. And, you know, women... Of course, you know, the Facebook uh, stats are, are compelling. There's over 500 million users, and, of course, the fastest-growing category is women over 50. So we're much more comfortable today than maybe we were five or even ten years ago with sharing our comments. And on Women Drivers, all reviews are anonymous and secure. And, um, you know, there's a place to register if you want to. But the but the, but the website has a lot more than the review uh, ac- uh, access to it, and that mm-hmm. includes um, uh, tools on negotiating, really helping women facilitate the car buying process. We have a her and his car review section. You know, if you go to the New York Times or any right. any uh, car reviews, they're always written by men, and so we yeah. have uh, car reviews that are written uh, by both both parties, both his and her so that there's two points of views that can be taken into consideration. And then there's a lot, many other uh, helpful information and tips and articles on the website, how to save car insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And did I lose you? Can you hear me? Anna, you're still with me, right? Yes, yes, I'm here. Anna. Yes, yes, I'm here. I think I lost everybody. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Well, basically what Ann was saying, and, and hopefully she comes back, Yes, I'm what, here. Okay. Anna, you're with me? Yes, yes. Okay, we we had a dead space for a second, but not a problem. 
Ann should be back in a sec. Ann, are you still with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Listen, let me introduce you to Anna now. Now, Anna has a, um extensive background, and she is a writer. One of the things that Ann left off with, now don't get them confused. We have Anna and Ann, Anna and Ann. <laughs> Ann was what she left off with was a piece of writing reviews, which is one of the biggest things uh, or, or reasons, uh, Anna, that I wanted you on the show because you're writing from a business perspective mm-hmm. and of of not just the automobile industry but everything in between the automobile mm-hmm. industry from investing. And this is this is stuff that people in particular need to know, but definitely women. So if you would, just th- th- tell the audience a little bit about what you do. Well, uh, what I do is I write business and personal finance articles on a whole range of topics. And, and one of the topics that I wrote about for Bankrate.com was on on how people can avoid falling into uh, car donation scams. Uh, right. Many, many people like donating cars, and it, it's a great thing. Um, but there are things that, that they have to be leery of. So that's that's one of the things that I write, um, that I wrote for Bankrate, on, on top of all the other subjects, which is investing, business, entrepreneurship, things like that. Okay. Well, listen, how can, in that, how can ladies avoid being scammed on donating vehicles? Well, the main thing is research. Research, research, research. Spend the time research, to research. Research, research. Yes, make sure you write that down. The best thing to do is research and make sure that the charity that you're donating to is a worthwhile charity. Uh, there are different ways of doing it. You can go to the IRS website. Uh, the IRS list lists nonprofit organizations that are eligible to receive tax-deductible charitable contributions. Uh, you can also, if you live in New York, go to the New York Attorney General's office, which they provide a website called charitiesnewyorkstate.com. It's charitiesnys.com. It also okay. lists charities that are legitimate, and, and it also lists charities that you should stay away from. Uh, another thing you could do is you wait, could wait, wait, wait. Now that you said that's a New York site, do you think other states have sites like that, similar sites? Oh yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, well, if you go to the IRS website, that's like the main. That's the main one that lists okay. charities from all over the U.S. And uh, that's so basically www.irs.gov. Yes, that's irs.gov. Okay, good, good. I'm sorry for interrupting. Please go ahead. Okay, and the other thing you could do is you can just do a, a basic Internet search. Just uh, search the name of the charity that you're interested in uh, okay. and see if, there's, see if there's anything negative that shows up. If you see as any, far as any that charity is concerned. As far as that charity is concerned, right. If, there are anything, if there's anything that shows up, uh, a news article or anything that shows up that is on a negative uh, okay. Try to, to try to research it a little bit more and see what it's about before you dive in. You and know, one of the all, things that I, I, I apologize. One of the things yeah. that I put out um, um, as far as that interview is mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity. Anne, are you, are you back with us? I am. Yes. 
Okay, okay. One of the things that I put out was if you have an opportunity to go down to a brick-and-mortar building Mm -hmm. to see their operations, by all means, please do it. Because one thing that most people are not aware of is when that when that IRS uh, uh, or that charitable institution receives their 501c3 letter allowing them to be tax exempt, mm-hmm. they now fall under, they should have their own bylaws and everything already established, a corporation already set up. But anytime a charity receives $1, $1 of public funds, that charity's books are now allowed to be open to anybody that wants to review them. So if you're going down to donate your vehicle, take a look at their books. Look at their 990. Ask for their car donation policy uh, to make sure that they are legitimate. And if these people are legitimate, they're not going to have a problem in giving you this information. None whatsoever. Okay, listen, I got a question I want to ask both of you and get your take on what which do you think is better trading the vehicle now we all remember we're talking from the female perspective trading the vehicle donating it or selling it yourself and you first well yeah so that that really depends upon you know what's most important to the to, to the person so it's getting the most amount of money you know is important okay. of course while it takes more time you know, mm-hmm. you, you want to sell the car outright, and there's mediums, whether they're traditional or online. You know, you can, you know, buy an ad and put it in a classifieds, or frankly, you can just post it in Facebook Marketplace or put it on Craigslist, and, you know, you're not, it, it's just, a, it may take a while, but you're definitely going to get the most money. Trading it in still is by far the easiest and the most popular choice for you know, when people upgrade to another vehicle because it's just a simple transaction. Um, and then, you know, there is, I believe, and Anna, you may know this number better than me, but I believe it's about 30,000 vehicles are donated each month. And, you know, the value there is that it's a goodwill gesture and mm-hmm. there is typically a tax advantage, which I'm sure you can speak of much much more uh, prudently than I, but... Um, I would really only donate a car if, you know, the car is either, well, if it's fully paid off or Mm -hmm. if you don't need the value towards a trade-in or if the trade-in value of the car itself is is negligible. So it really depends upon what's most important to, uh, you know, the the individual that's buying a new car. Uh, If money's important, you know, there's an option. It's just getting it handled, just trading in at the dealership and donating in the realm of being generous and giving back mm-hmm. to the community, making a contribution, as well as getting a tax advantage. So, it, again, it's really a subjective thing, I think, Essie. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anna, how do you feel I, about it? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Anna. I think that's uh, that's that's a good take on it. Um, yeah. if you can probably get more money selling the car, especially mm-hmm. if it's a nicely if it's nicely taken care of, uh, if you've added new spoilers to the car, a nice radio, if you've, if right. you've done something nice to the car, then you can probably sell it and get a good price for it. Uh, donating a car will give you the sense that you're doing something good and helping a charity with its cause. And okay. to get the best of both worlds, I think selling your car and taking some of the proceeds and donating them is probably a good thing to do. 
Um, oh, if, that's, that's yeah. a twist. Yeah, you can, you can do it, both. Sell it yourself. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I kind of yes. like that. Sell it yourself. The only thing that, one of the things that I put in the book about selling the vehicle is <clears throat> you're going to open a number of a number of doors, maybe unwanted doors, um, when you go to selling your vehicle. Because I, as a consumer, if I come to you from a private trade standpoint, a private sale, going to do a private buy, I want to test drive your car, okay? Now, we've all seen what people do when they test drive cars. So that's something that you as a seller have to be aware of and make sure the person is licensed and, you know, um, make sure that your insurance is going to allow something like that because if that person goes out and they want to test it on the interstate and they tear up your car, well, if they don't have insurance, some states will have uninsured motorists, but if they don't, you've got to make sure that your insurance company is going to pay for your car if it was being test-driven. So that's one thing to consider. Another thing to consider is that vehicle, people are going to call a number, and, if they, and people do not respect time when it comes to buying a private vehicle. They will call in the middle of dinner. They will call when you're in the shower. They will call late at night if they want to see this vehicle. So in I guess in each one of the aspects, you have a lot of pros and cons um, of what you're going to do with it. And like you said, Ann, it's basically subjective to the point of what, what, what do you value most as a consumer in getting rid of that vehicle. It is it is a very easy transaction at the dealership when you just trade it, but a lot of times, remember, the dealer only looks at black book, uh, and it's a bunch of wires, wheels, glass. It does not have any sentimental value to them, and they're looking to make a profit on that vehicle once they sell it. So mm-hmm. the, there are several several factors that you want to take into consideration, but I can see all of the the many advantages or many viewpoints to trading the vehicle, donating, or selling it. Well, and that brings me up to another question. And what do you think some of the pitfalls are that women need to be aware of when they're trading their vehicle? Well, actually, we just you know we we just talked about it. I would okay. say the first pitfall is to bulk the new car purchase with the trade-in. I mean, when women do that, they can forfeit, you know, thousands of their hard-earned dollars. So, you know, to me, the key to maximizing the trade-in is to, you know, keep the conversation, the trade-in conversation, really outside of the new car buying process. And I can talk about that a little bit more, but I do believe that a second pitfall uh, that... It, it does. It, people have really been hanging on their cars, you know, obviously a lot longer over the past 24, 30 months. But uh, mm-hmm. prior to that, a, a, a big pitfall was trading your vehicle before it's paid off. Um, you know, it, you're going to lose about 15 to 20% by trading it into the dealership. So, but if you if you trade in a car before it's paid off, that that is really going to hurt. And I caution women everywhere against doing that. It can just be a very expensive proposition. I think those are the 
those are the two. I think most women, you know, Anna um, mentioned research, 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 and I think a lot of women now are, uh, uh, the numbers indicate that women research buying a car for about 17 weeks and men for about three. And I do think that women are much more comfortable going to kbb.com. They they actually do know, you know, the trade-in value of their vehicle, but some of these other pitfalls can just, you know, I mean, two thousand dollars is is an awful lot of money, and and uh, you know, I think that women, if they if they can separate the uh, trade-in conversation uh-huh. from mm-hmm. from from the new car purchase, that is really really going to make a difference. And when women do go to buy a new car, and their car salesperson says, "Hey, do you have a trade-in with this?" You know, I don't really advocate buying, uh, not not at all. But, you know, one response could be, you know, hey, I haven't really decided whether I'm going to be trading in my vehicle or not. So, you know, I would just prefer not to discuss that until we've settled on a price for for my new car. And so you're kind of getting straight about it and just still separating those two conversations. Well, that's one of the things that I I say, too. Um, Definitely don't put it in until the end, once you've actually negotiated the price of your vehicle, now you talk about your trade. But you said something that was very interesting. You said that men only research about three weeks and women about 17 weeks? That That is what national numbers indicate, yes. Wow. That's, 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 that's large because now that's saying that, you know, and of course, I have no problem agreeing with this. But women are walking into the vehicle, into the dealership, much more aware, much more uh, smarter, if you will, than <laughs> than what the man is bringing to the table because he's going in, I guess, with just bravado. Well, I want to say this: years ago, I used to have a car buying service, and at the time, I thought that I would have more women than I did men as customers. But it actually turned into about fifty-fifty. I had about you know because I realized that men were coming to the table; they didn't know how to buy a vehicle either. And one of the things that I used to do when I was a salesman is, if you brought your father with you to the dealership or your boyfriend or whatever male addition you had with you, if he didn't know about the car business then I was going to eat his lunch just like I was going to eat your lunch. Now, of course, I'm a converted guy now, okay? I'm from the advocate side now. So I'm not beating folks over the head, but uh, it's really interesting to see that, you know, the women are definitely doing more research before they're actually walking into the dealer. Now, back to the donating, just, just for a second. Anna, is there... Is there a form or a document that a person will need when they actually go to donate their vehicle? Uh, well, when they donate their vehicle, mm-hmm. there there are a few things that that they should they should be ready to do. Uh, okay. Make sure that the charity is certified. That's that's right. the one. That's the one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that the charity has pre-printed forms, and maybe they have a branded uh, tow vehicle, uh, a 
pre-printed forms, uniforms, things that indicate to you that it's a legitimate charity when they come and pick up your car. Okay. Um, once you've checked out uh, the person and the charity, and you sign over the title to the organization that you're donating to, not mm-hmm. to the third-party handler. Uh, some some of these organizations have third parties that do the car removal. Make Why? sure that you that uh, they well because it's cheaper, um, or you just it. I think it's, it's just better to to when you sign over the title of the, of the car, sign mm-hmm. it over to the charity itself, not to anyone else. Um, okay. Make a copy, make a copy of the front and the back of the title after you sign it over, and okay. remove all the plates all the personal papers that you have in your car. Make sure you don't leave anything in the car. Uh, if you have garage door links, if you have telephone or navigation computers, anything in the vehicle, make sure that yeah. that's out, taken out, so that you don't leave any information of yours in, in the car when you donate it. And okay. one other thing, make sure that you cancel any remaining extended warranty insurance on the car. So make that's sure that's very taken, interesting. So that's taken care of. You said cancel any of any warranties or any type of information like that about the car. Yes, any any, any extended warranty that you might have on the car, make sure that you mm-hmm. cancel that too. So gotcha. just make sure you don't leave. Yeah, make sure you don't leave any information of yours uh, that's attached right. to the vehicle when you sign it over. That's very important. Well, let me say, let me add to that. The title. And this is what this is what Anna is referencing. In mm-hmm. closing out that title, you're putting your information on there as the seller, and that charity on there as the receiver of that vehicle. Once and and once you sign that title, you have to make sure that the charity signs that title, closes it out. Now it relieves you of all liability on that vehicle. And Anna, while while we were talking. I went to the IRS's website. It's a form 8283 that you're going to have to file with your taxes. Yes. But you have to get documentation from the charity that gives you a value for your car. And there are specific rules. And, of course, I'll get that posted on the blog, but there are specific rules that you have to go by. Um, in order to get the most value out of your car. It used to be you could just look up Blue Book value or, say, Kelly Blue Book and get the retail value out of that. But now there you have the IRS has changed that to a degree. You have some different guidelines that you have to go by. And, of course, if you have a good accountant, a good CPA, or, or uh, they would be able to advise you on what you'll be able to get out of your car. Now, each one of these things is, a, is, is um, you know, you have a process to go through, but as as Ann put it earlier, it's it's what do you, you know, it's what's going to appeal to you, the consumer, what's going to make it better for you and, you know, from the giving aspect. Um, ladies, uh, before you came on, we, I was talking about we're into the fourth quarter of the year, so a lot of people are doing their tax preparation um, to, you know, file their taxes. And one of the things that they may want to do is donate a vehicle. So it's it's wise that they start doing that preparation now and doing that research because all across the country right now, um, and, of course, Anna, you were well ahead of time, but a lot of people are doing articles, a lot of uh, um, investigative reporters are doing reports 
because this is the time of year that people get scammed. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, out in droves taking people's money, well, taking their hard-earned money over that vehicle, going out and selling it because if you don't close the title, it's very easy to go out and take that vehicle and sell it to somebody else and make, make the money and pocket the money. So right. it's not going for its intended purpose. Um, I had, um, I, I think one of the one of the questions I, I, I had for Ann, but she's in she's in, in, in the Pennsylvania area. Is that right, Ann? I am, yes. Um, down, uh, down south, if you will, and uh, there's a company called CarMax. And if you, this is what CarMax is. Um, Anna, are you familiar with CarMax? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Okay. CarMax is a used car superstore. But one of the things that really put them out on the map is years ago they started promoting that you could come in and trade your vehicle and didn't have to buy one. So you could actually go in and get a value for your vehicle. They would have a you know certified used car manager come out and look at your vehicle and give you black book value on your car. You could trade it if you wanted to or you could you know, on a vehicle that you're going to buy, or you could trade it to them or sell it to them, they would buy it because their main focus was used cars. And, of course, they don't negotiate on prices. So that's one of the things for the listeners that are in the, I guess, southern parts of the country. You can actually go to CarMax. And, of course, CarMax is not promoting this show. It's just from an advocate standpoint, I want to make sure that you get the best value for your car. Now, don't just do it through CarMax, but you can go there and let them take a value, give you a value on your car, and then you can go back and compare that value based on the knowledge that they're telling you. Because it's easy to tell a person to go to Kelly Blue Book and get a value on their car. Well, one of the things that I notice is the way Kelly Blue Book is set up, it's going to give you a retail value, a private sale value, and a trade value. Most people, when they go to putting in the information, they put the information in because they want to get the most for their car, and they will say that their car is of excellent condition. Okay? And do you disagree with me? Not at all. We always see the uh, rosy-colored glasses when we're talking about our own property. <laughs> Absolutely. So now when you put that thing in there that it's the you know perfect vehicle, it's shiny, no blemishes, nothing is wrong with it, it's going to give you a value that now once you go to the dealership and the dealer takes that sentimental value out that you have and give you a price for your car, you're going to be looking like this guy is trying to insult you. Now, some dealers may, but the dealers in the 21st century are having to come around now. It's not that, that old used car guy anymore, can I help you, when you walk on the lot. No, they are a little bit more sophisticated, and they know that, you know, content is king. It used to be cash is king, content is king. The more people know, um, you know, the less money you're going to make on that vehicle, and people are buying people. They're not buying the cars. The cars are there. They're going to sell themselves. They're buying individuals. So dealers are being a little bit more savvy and high-tech and when they're presenting themselves to the customer. So I tell people, make sure that you try to strip the value out of your car 
That way you don't get your feelings hurt when you go to the dealership. <laughs> so you have to be careful in what you're doing. Now, um, one other thing. This time of year, and what do you think is, is is now a good time to trade a vehicle? Well, I, I you know, I, I'm an advocate. Anytime that, uh, um, you know, I've, I've bought many used cars, and um, also when, you know, the model year is transitioning, which we're in that time period right mm-hmm. now, transitioning into 2011, I, I think it's a great time to, to buy, you know, even a 2010 uh, or 2009s that have been sitting on the, the lot over the past 12 months. So I'm, I'm an advocate. When the, when, the new, when the new models are coming out, buy the current year or even LY last year's model. I think it's a great time to buy. Right. Anna, you did an article. You sent me a piece on an article from the credit union. Now, this is going to shift gears a little bit from the mm-hmm. trading to the actual financing the end of it. But if you would, what are some of the advantages of a credit union in financing for individuals? Well, uh, for any credit union, uh, usually they offer better interest rates on mm-hmm. savings accounts, on uh, CDs a little bit. Now CDs are, the interest rates on CDs are a bit low, but overall uh-huh. credit unions have better interest rates. Uh, and they also, the good thing about credit unions is they have very uh, smaller fees than banks do. Uh, banks okay. tend to charge left and right uh, for different things, for uh, you to use the phone, to get a, a Paper statements, bank statements, anything, anything they can charge, they'll try and charge for that. Uh, but okay. with a credit union, you can you can get better fees, you, lower fees, and better interest rates. So when if there there, I think there's one credit union. It's called Consumers Credit Union. I think okay. that's the name of it. Um, that that's pretty much anyone can apply to that one. And, mm-hmm. and and it and gives you great fees. And if you want to uh, buy a car and finance it through the credit union, they tend to offer better rates. So it's, okay. It's, yeah, it's a good idea to try to research the credit unions that are available to you, and mm-hmm. and see if you can get a better interest rate, a better car loan through them, because they tend to and, be a bit lower. And are you are you affiliated WomensDrivers.com? Are they affiliated with any credit unions? Uh, We're not. We do actually have a couple credit unions that are advocating reviews uh, on our on our system. Just just a few. Most of our again, we've got a database of about seventeen thousand dealers. Uh, So Uh dealerships are 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 mostly using our uh, service and having women write reviews about them. But we do have um, about four or just less than a half a dozen. Um, But it's actually a great opportunity. We we really see it as an opportunity because a lot of people, as Anna indicated, you know, they really, you know, would would much rather finance through their credit union. It just makes more financial sense. Yeah. One of the things that I researched, um, there are about, and of course I have a, a bit of a background with with credit unions. Right now, there are about seventy five hundred credit unions around the country, and most of them have what is called a field of membership, 
and the way they will take in particular members. You have to be, you know, sometimes it's a job, sometimes it's a it's it's a community concept that's wrapped around that everybody in this community can be a part of this credit union. But Anna, that was very interesting. You gave you gave a name for a credit union. If you would, would you later email me that credit union sure. link for the one where sure. pretty much anybody can join? Yes, sure, because no that, problem. Great, thanks. That way I can put it down on the blog because, you know, it used to be back in the day that you would talk about credit unions, and if you didn't feel that, you know, you were a part of that organization, then, you know, I can't really get that great benefit. And one of the things that we like to do on the show is give people the advice um, that can help them in pretty much any situation. So that information would be helpful, definitely. I'll put it up, put it on the blog, and when we repost the show out um, for the archive and through iTunes, uh, people will be able to get that. And but if you could, just if for the people that may not go to the blog, what was that? What was what was the name of it again? I think I just I want to make sure, but I think it's called Consumers Credit Union. Consumers Credit Union. Yes. Okay, I will definitely look into it, and please, please, by all means, send me that link. Well, ladies. I really do appreciate your time. I know it's Saturday, and I, I the reason we have the show at two o'clock is because studies have shown that you know, of course, working class people, the time that they'll have off is on the weekend, and normally that's when they go and buy a car. So we try to have the show at two o'clock where people can hear it before they actually go down to the dealership, if you will, and give them a little bit of information and advice to save them some money. Now, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take your information. I'm also going to put it on the blog where people will know um, how to get in touch with you. And if they're looking to buy a vehicle, they can contact you through women's, women's, it's womens-drivers.com, correct? Uh, women, no, no S, just women-drivers.com. Women-Drivers.com. Okay, women-Drivers.com. Uh, yeah, and they can come to the website and, uh, you know, write a review and, you know, share that experience, whether it's, you know, one's last buying experience or service experience or perhaps perhaps even, you know, one of the most interesting dealership experience. Okay. That's great. And, Anna, I'm going to, of course, make sure I put your links up. Uh, that are pertinent to anybody trying to buy or finance or trade because I I have read some of your articles. Again, thank you for having me as a part of them. And, you know, here's my shameless plug. If you ever need any more advice, definitely hit me up. I'll be more than happy to contribute. But I'm (laughs) going to put some of those links up because I want people to, once they go to the blog, to be able to get that information that's going to save them money. So, again, I thank both of you for coming on this Saturday. Uh, I appreciate it, and definitely I'll be giving you a call again because I think this has been a a very interesting conversation, and the advice that you put out and given to the audience, and we have quite a few listeners, um, that they can use this information to save money on not just cars but on anything that they're going to buy. So I, I really do appreciate you calling in and I'm looking forward to talking to you soon. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thank you, SC. Thank you. Thank you, SC. Thank you. All right. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Well, listeners, there you have it. I mean, I, I as again, I, I wanted to bring on professionals from the industry. Um, those of you that have been listening to the show, I know you hear my voice all the time, and I didn't want it to be a one-man show. I am an expert in the industry. I know the industry inside out, but I wanted to bring on um, different views, different perspectives about the car buying industry. And, of course, those of you who are first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in. I, I'm also an author. I wrote a book, How to Legally Steal Your Next Vehicle and Save Thousands. And the whole goal of the of the book is a consumer informational guide to help you win at negotiations when you're going to a dealer. And, of course, with the lady Ann Fleming that was on, Ann and I have had several conversations. We're going to try to do some stuff nationwide together. And again, I appreciate her for coming on. But she has an organization called women-drivers.com. I'll put it on the blog. The blog is legally steal dot blogspot.com get a chance take a look at it and you know just give us some feedback on what you think and of course we're here for you my goal is to continue to give you the advice you know to make you aware of what's going on and uh, to add to that I'm also a professional negotiator one of the things that I'm working on now is my next book and I forgot to tell Anna that while she was on the air, but it's it's called The Graceful Art of Negotiations. The goal of that is to teach you how to win at negotiations on any and everything that you do. We negotiate on a regular basis every day, and we may not even be aware of it. So that's another piece that I want to put out there. My job is, like I said, I have over 18 years of car industry experience, uh, credit union background, so now I want to give you the advice to help you out in any any industry that you're looking at. So definitely, you know, we thank you for tuning in. And the show is transitioning. We are, of course, the car industry is always going to be our basis. That's where we started. That's where we're going to stay because this is an industry that doesn't get old. It keeps changing. Um, new things are happening. Uh, I had a had a meeting with a banker yesterday, and we were talking about the used car industry. And Ann also pointed out that the used car industry is is pretty big now, pretty big, and it's not slowing down. When the president passed the cash for clunkers, um, and, and this is one of the things that, and this is why I love that why this is my show. I can say what I want to say. It was it was a, a noble concept of getting the economy going, but this is a clear example of when government needs to stay out of capital business capitalism, because what they did were was to initiate this program to get some of these as so-called gas guzzlers off the road that were contributing to emissions, but some of the vehicles it gave the consumers an opportunity to upgrade trade in vehicles. And when the government came in and set the standards, well, they're not in the they're not in the automobile industry, and they, and you're listening to a say scientist who is not in the automobile industry either, or not a part of the auto the the automotive manufacturers. Well, they took 2006s and sevens off the road. 
once they traded these vehicles, they had to put a solution in the engine to seal the block, seal the engine. So it truly became a clunker. You couldn't do anything with it. Well, when that happened, that put a massive strain on the used car industry, and the demand shut out the roof because people are keeping their vehicles longer. It used to be, you know, in my book, I actually wrote four to seven years. Well, that has since changed, and this is just telling you how fast the industry is changing. And the book came out last year. Uh, well, we went into writing last year, but now people are keeping their vehicles 8 to 11 years, 8 to 11 years. That's a long time. Well, that means now the value of used cars is very high because people are looking at buying these vehicles and keeping them longer. Um uh, the banker and I, we were talking about the Hyundai. I was in the industry when Hyundai came out, came to the States selling cars, and, of course, they were pieces of crap. And I can say this because I wouldn't sell them, I wouldn't buy them. A lot of in- a lot of industries, uh, finance industries, wouldn't even finance the vehicle because it was the value of it was so bad. But looking at the thing now, I did research on the Hyundai Genesis. Now, the the Hyundai Genesis, if you haven't seen it, it's it's really something to look at, and it's a nice vehicle and loaded with amenities. Well, I looked at the vehicle at a 2011 model, and the price wise, it was only about a thousand dollar difference on a used model with 24,000 miles on it. So, with that being the case. You might as well, you know, I'm a big advocate of buy used, buy used because you're going to depreciate 20% as soon as you buy the car, as soon as you buy the car. Well, when you're looking at a $1,000 difference, you might as well buy the new car. You'll get, you know, 24,000 less miles on the car, and you're going to get a full warranty, none being used because the in-service date doesn't happen until you purchase the vehicle. So, I suggest buying the new car, but that's only on a case-by-case basis. You have to do your research. As uh, Anna put it, research, research, research. Women, and I know we have a lot of male listeners, but women, this is one of the things that, you know, you don't go around and kick tires anymore, okay? That was that was way back in the day when you would kick the tires to see if the car was any good. No. You have to do your research, look at everything, and, of course, we're in the information age. There should be no reason, none, and this goes to my male and female listening audience, there should be no reason that you should go to a dealership uninformed. Go and find out what you need to do before you go into the dealership. Now, you know, remember, their goal is to make money and to make as much money as they can, but your job and my job, my job is to teach you the tools that you need to save money, your job is to actually go in and put it in motion, okay? So, you know, definitely do all the research you can when that new car model year that, are, that those vehicles are coming out, but weigh it out. Weigh out the advantages on all of the making models. And one note that I want to include, um, Toyota is, is Toyota's having a, a rough year, Um they had a massive recall this week, 1.5 or either 1.8 million vehicles being recalled for problems. 
So if you are a Toyota owner and you missed the news, contact the dealer. Contact the dealer now and see what the recall issue is. I think it had something to do with brakes. I know it was on the um, the gas pedal earlier, the earlier part of this year, uh, but I think it has something to do with the brakes on the car now. So definitely call. I don't want you slipping and sliding off the road and not listening to the show next week. Okay, so I need you to be safe so you can tune in and get some more good information. And, of course, as always, I love doing this. I, I, I love being coming to you live on Saturdays and working this thing out, letting you know what's going on. But I I encourage you to send us some information. I, we want to hear your stories of any car negotiating you've done or any major purchase you've done where, you, where negotiations were included. We'd love to hear from you. So, you know, send us an email at the show. That's T H E S H O W at legallysteal.info. That's the show at legallysteal.info. Or you can always hit us up on the blog and give us your feedback, throw in some questions, challenge anything that I say, and I'd love to get back to you. And that's legallysteal.blogspot.com. Legallysteal.blogspot.com. So, Again, it's been real, it's been fun, and as always, I thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to coming to you again live next Saturday, and we're going to have some more interesting information as the show transitions over to major issues. I'm I'm looking at having some CPAs coming on, uh, looking at bringing on some financial advisors to teach you the information you need to know to save yourself money. We're also going to be looking at bringing on, for you small business owners, uh, ways of building your business credit and your personal credit at the same time um, so you can be better capitalized. So we have a lot of things coming on um, up in the next few months that's going to be in sync and timing with the end of the year. That way you're going into the new year, so we want to make sure that you get everything saved, uh, invest the right way, put away properly, the whole nine yards. So, again, thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to talking to you next Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe, and remember, at the Legally Steal Show, we give you the knowledge and skills to legally steal your next purchase. Thank you, and see you next week.